0: my name is Sparrow, I'm 10 years old, and my favorite Rust book is Rust Number 2. Hi, I'm Stitch, I'm 8 years old, and my favorite Rust book is Volume 3.
1: And I'm Tony, their Disney dad. I'm 40 years old, and my favorite volume of Rust is Volume 4. Welcome to Disney Discussions.
0: Aloha! Aloha.
1: Welcome to Episode 23 of Disney Discussions. Disney <laughs> Discussions is the family-friendly podcast for me, Tony, the Disney dad, and my two boys. Sparrow! Talk about all things Disney. This week, we have no news. We're going to have the main topic of part two of our discussion with Royden, the writer writer and creator of Rust. So if you guys go back to the feed, you'll hear part one, but this episode is part two. We also have some Disney trivia and the Disney Media Pick of the Week, and we do have one thing we want to talk about, not necessarily news, but we want to talk about... Trailer. Yep. The Avengers Infinity War full trailer was released.
0: It is so cool. And
1: it is awesome.
0: So, my favorite part was actually the end. Like, right after it closed, it said... Oh, by the... um, It was Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, and it said... Oh, by the way, my name's Peter. Oh, yeah, my name's Doctor Strange. Oh, we are going by our made-up names. Yeah, that was funny. And I am Spider-Man. Yeah,
1: that was good. What was your favorite part, Stitch?
0: Uh... I don't
1: know. Okay, fantastic. Um,
0: (laughs) I like the part Sparrow said.
1: Yeah. It was good. Uh, We're not going to go scene by scene, but there's a lot of good stuff in here. We just see them in in New York. We see the team of Iron Man. Well, we see Iron Man. What I really like about Iron Man is that uh, thruster he has. So his legs turn into thrusters so he's able to go into space. We see Gamora kind of telling. I don't think she's telling Tony Stark about Thanos. I think she's actually telling uh, the rest of the Guardians and Thor and probably, I guess, the Hulk at that point. Some cool shots of Thanos getting the glove and adding a stone.
0: Oh, and then Peter Parker... Putting on his Spider Man mask on, just his mask.
1: Yep. So we get a kind of a look at all the stones we know about. A good look at Wakanda and Captain America meeting back with, yep, meeting back with Black Panther. Oh, I I think my favorite part is when uh, Iron Man and Star Lord and Jax are there and they're talking and
0: and so Star Lord says, "Okay, I I like that plan, except that it sucks. So maybe I, so maybe I can do the plan." That it would be really good. Iron Man says, "Wow."
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's the first time we get to see Guardians of the Galaxy with other yes. some other Marvel Universe superheroes. So that's really cool. We get a hint that um, we know Spider Man's going to go into space with them. I think. So what I think is going to happen is that big circle thing is kind of a portal. And Iron Man and Spider-Man yes. get sucked into that. And that's how they meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. They wind up going on another planet that Thanos yes. is at. That's what I think. And somehow, you know, there's going to be a big battle at Wakanda. We see Thor use his lightning powers. I think this is how he makes his new weapon. Um, yes, yeah. That cool hammer. Yeah. And then we see kind of a flashback that looks like a little uh, little girl Gamora holding Thanos' hand. Um, so some really good Bucky. stuff. We see Bucky in here um, with the Wakandans. Uh, we see crushing the tesseract. Yeah, which is really cool. Probably to get the stone inside. We see Doctor Strange kind of being tortured with like the mirror universe spikes in him. Um, just really good stuff. And then, the, Captain the, America, yeah, the really good. Thanos' finger. <laughs> yeah, really good scene. You see Thanos going to attack Captain America, and he and he's holding back his hand.
0: And then he opens his mouth like he's gonna bite
1: him. <laughs> so obviously, we know that Thanos gets to Wakanda. Yes. Um, there's not honestly there's not a whole lot of the movie in here, a lot of good action scenes, but this looks really cool. I'm really excited. I bought our tickets already. Can't wait. So I am going I on go. Thursday with Kirk and Jason, and then hopefully I'm if taking I you guys the next it. weekend. Yep. Uh uh-uh,
0: uh, just me first. Yep.
1: <laughs> okay. And then they also released some new posters. Yeah. So there are um eighteen is it eighteen? Yeah, eighteen yes. character posters. There it's a lot. I got Iron-, Iron Man. Go ahead.
0: Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Vision... Not Spider-Man. Iron Spider. Iron
1: Spider, they labeled him, Bucky,
0: Scarlet Witch, Falcon, War Machine, um, Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, Mantis, and Groot.
1: Yep, that's right. So this is the first time we're seeing, and it's been in some of the... um, Yeah, Teenage Group. It's been some of the material that Spider-Man's being called Iron Spider... Which I thought was interesting. Um, Iron
0: Spider is in the
1: shows. Too. Yeah, he was in the comic books too. But oh, what's interesting is Groot has a different background. It's a red background. Yes, and all the other ones are black. Yep. So that's interesting. I don't know if that means anything, but that's I interesting. It, but all right. So you guys uh, check the show notes. We have the link to the Avengers trailer mm-hmm. on the off chance that you haven't seen it yet. But I'm betting most of you have already had. But we wanted to talk about it. So just a reminder that you can listen to us anywhere. You can listen yeah. to podcasts. Just search for Disney discussions. If you subscribe, that'll help us out. You'll automatically get our new episodes every week sent to your device. Uh, but always you could go to Disney com. We have links to everywhere we are and also each episode you can listen to and the show notes are there. So be sure to check out Disney discussions.com and that'll take care of everything. If you guys any have any questions or you have suggestions for episodes yeah. that you might uh, want or you. Questions you want us to answer? You can email us at podcast at DisneyDiscussions.com. dot com.
0: Maybe we could do q and A Q&A podcast. Yeah, that'd What's be cool. Q and A Q&A? Questions, questions and, and answers.
1: answers. All right, and of course we're on Twitter, Disney Discuss, and everywhere else. So just search for Disney Discussions. Now, before we get to the main topic, we do have the winners of, the of o- our Expedition Roasters mm-hmm. coffee Expedition giveaways. Roasters. We had, yeah, we had two giveaways. We had one for the Skipper's Brew, which was our giveaway on social media, and then we had our. Um, we're giving away Route 66, Six. which for was for those that left a review on iTunes for us.
0: And Jeff um, won the Route 66 um, blend.
1: That's right, Jeff Hobbs.
0: By the way, it's the it's a different Jeff that I said, I like you, Jeff. I like you.
1: It's the same Jeff.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I like you. I, I like, you. like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, and the winner of the Skipper's Brew is Kelly Genosis. Uh, we will reach out to you guys to get your address so we could send you the Route 66 coffee. Thank you for all of those yes. uh who entered and followed us on Twitter and did all that. We really appreciate it. All right, you guys ready to go to the main topic?
0: Main topic. topic. Main topic. topic.
1: All right. So this is part two of our interview, our discussion with Royden Lepp. Royden, Royden Lepp is the artist and writer and creator of the Rust graphic novel series, told in four volumes. So uh, the fourth volume just came out this past February. I found the book many years ago. Uh, I really loved it. And then Sparrow read it and really loved like it. So 20, we no, yeah. So we met Royden in New York Comic Con uh, two years ago. He's a really nice guy. He gave us a commission. You'll hear about that in the interview. Books I highly recommend. They're great for children and for adults alike. You guys could read it with your kids or read it on your own. It's um, a great graphic novel series. So the links yeah. are in the show notes if you want to buy it. On this part of the interview, we talked to Royden and how he got into art, um, how children could hone their skills if they want to be artists. We also talk a lot about Disney, his favorite Disney stuff and our favorite Disney stuff, and also um, where he's going to appear next, what comic conventions. So uh, take a listen to part two of our interview with Royden Lap right now. You, you mentioned you started off in you know video game and uh, development. How did, how did you this love of art and, and even video games start? Was that from a young age or...
2: Yeah, I've been drawing for as long as I can remember. Um, I don't remember a time when I wasn't drawing. And when I was, maybe when I was closer to your age, Cheryl, I was kind of interested in comics and drawing comics. I liked Spider Man. I liked some other stuff that I bought. And. I just decided that I wanted to pursue it as a profession. But I had this feeling like I wanted to get into animation, like it would be something I'd be good at. Mm. So I went to the Vancouver Film School in Vancouver, British Columbia, and took their classical animation program. And that's classical animation is page flipping, no computers. It's just all all the hand-drawn animation. And that was a really, <clears throat> a really, really fun course. But it was right at the time that 2D animation was dying. Mm. Uh, Fox was selling off its Phoenix Studio Literally, while I was in school, they were trying to sell their animation tables to our school oh, wow. uh, because they weren't making movies anymore. The only avenue for a lot of artists coming out of my school were video games um, and some TV work. And so I uh, I came down here to the Seattle area and got into video games and kind of never got out because uh, it paid well, and I learned, I, I learned and grew as an artist, and it kind of allowed me to pursue the other stuff that I really wanted to do at home, like children's books and comic books and stuff like that. And I didn't have to be trying to make a living at comics. Right. I just do that, you know, in the evenings. And so that's still what I do. I currently work as an art director in uh, in one of the larger video game companies in Seattle right now, and it's great. I work with these fantastic artists, and I'm I'm learning from them every day. I'm growing all the time. And I still have the ability to kind of make comics in the evenings before I go to bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And do you have any advice for young artists? You know, Stitch and Sparrow love to draw, and they're really into that. What's your advice for them, this young?
2: Just keep drawing. Draw. The the age that you're at, you should be copying other people's drawings. You should be trying to draw the way that some of your favorite artists draw, um, because that's how you get your muscles to learn what it feels like to draw something that looks really good. And so even tracing other artists' drawings is not a bad thing to do when oh. you're at a certain age that feels like cheating to you. Maybe <laughs> even some of your friends would say, you didn't draw that, you just traced it. And that's true. You don't have to, you, you don't have to explain or, or apologize. Tracing is training your muscles to, to feel what it feels like to draw these shapes and lines. And so you know, trying to find art that you like and then reproduce it or draw like it, that's that's a great, a great thing to be doing at exactly the age that you guys are at. And then as you grow as an artist, you start to find out your own voice, and your own voice is influenced by all the art that you've seen over your lifetime. And because of that, your art is going to look different than anybody else's. It's going to be special and unique, and uh, that's what's so exciting about... Um, these young artists coming up they have access to more artwork and more visual entertainment than a lot of us ever did and it's going to change um artwork in the future it's going to make it great i can't wait to see um, the artwork that you guys make sparrow and stitch (laughs) because it's going to be different and unique and special
1: cool thank you so you mentioned to me in an email as we were going back and forth setting this up, your nickname in school was Mr. Disney.
2: Yeah, I felt like I had to mention that to yeah. you guys because this is the Disney podcast. And I was <laughs> like, well, wow, that was my nickname in school. Um, yeah, that was, that was what they called me because I really loved Disney movies and I was really, really influenced heavily by Glenn Keane and uh, yeah. uh, some of the other animators of, of his, that are his peers, you know, that work in the studio. And I was trying to mimic the way they drew and and how they animated and my, my, uh, kind of obsession to mimic their style and to reproduce what they made, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of gave me that nickname in school. (laughs) And, uh, I didn't mind it. I took it as a compliment.
1: Yeah, definitely. It, you look back, especially some of the older stuff, the original, like you know, Snow White and even Sleeping Beauty. Like even just the backgrounds of those movies are unbelievable.
2: Oh yeah, it was pure, you know, high high quality art. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like a lot of stuff that's been made since. And uh, not that they don't make good art anymore, but you know that that was it's different. <laughs> was a, yeah, it was a special age.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. What is your favorite Disney movie?
2: My favorite Disney movie. Um, is this Sparrow or Stitch? Stitch. Stitch. First, what's your favorite Disney movie? Uh,
0: I really like Coco right now.
2: Yeah, I saw that one too, and I don't get to see a lot of them, but Coco was really good. I think my favorite Disney movie would have to be Tarzan. Uh, Tarzan was the first time they stopped making these full musicals. They started to just have a little bit of music mm. that was more of a soundtrack than, than a full-on you know musical. Not that my musicals are bad, but it was kind of a turn. It was also um, a movie that Glenn Keane was heavily involved in, and his command of human anatomy and and animation uh, I was really interested in, and I was studying human anatomy and how to draw, like Glenn Keane did. So it was, you know, seeing his animation on the screen was was really, really great. And that that was a movie in film school that we had these VHS machines, which neither of you guys know what a VHS machine is, do you?
0: Nope. <laughs> nope.
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. A VHS machine was an old tape deck that would that would play a movie. And we would have, in film school, we had the really expensive ones where you could it was called jogging the movie and it meant that you hit pause and you could slowly tap through the whole movie frame by frame and we would use that that feature in the vhs in order to study other animation you could actually see the frames you could see each drawing as it was done and so i was so obsessed with tarzan (laughs) that i didn't do it from beginning to end but i probably i probably watched most if not all of that movie frame by frame wow i'm not totally proud of that but (laughs) it feels like it's worth mentioning in this podcast (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah totally and you know frame by frame there's like how many frames per second
2: 24 frames per second yes wow that's dedication (laughs) that's that's something (laughs) (laughs) what is your favorite disney character my favorite disney character Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! Oh wow! I didn't think about that one. um <laughs> Probably something. Oh, i the this isn't my favorite Disney character, but but two of my favorite characters that always made me laugh were in A Bug's Life. They were the two. uh I think they were Russian uh, pill bugs.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah!
2: Remember the twins? Yep, and and they they. They were so wonderfully animated that when they were being spoken to, I remember I think Flick was talking to that one point, you can tell that one of the pillbugs doesn't understand English, but he's got a big smile on his face. He's just kinda nodding yep. and listening. And the other one definitely also doesn't understand English. <laughs> and he looks like he doesn't he's not really smiling that much. Oh man, those characters, they were just handled they were handled so beautifully, it made me laugh. Those guys. There's probably I probably have more favorite characters than that, but those are the ones that come to mind that yeah. I remember just laughing out loud, seeing them. That uh, you could see that they couldn't understand English. That's right. funny to me.
0: What's your favorite Disney villain?
2: Ah, oh, my favorite Disney villain. Oh no, <laughs> uh, it's probably gonna be um, probably gonna be everyone's most favorite Disney villain. I, it, it's the Queen from uh, the Evil Queen from Sleeping Beauty.
1: Uh, Maleficent, right?
2: Maleficent, yeah. yeah. Sorry, her name slipped for me, but it's just you know she's just so beautifully designed as a character. Yeah, the fact she turns into that big dragon that you know breathes the green fire—it was, I don't know, she was so so marvelously done. Yeah. Thinking about Bugs Life, I recently saw some of that with my son who's who's young. He's four years old, and I loved how those grasshoppers uh, sounded like you know like Harley's. They sounded like a motorcycle gang coming <laughs> yeah. in. Whenever they showed up, it was uh, had had that kind of biker gang feel. Whenever those guys showed up, and um, I, I thought that was really cool.
1: Have you been to uh, the Disney parks, Disneyland or Disney World?
2: I have. Yes, I didn't get to go when I was young because mm. my family was uh, large and couldn't couldn't afford it, and we didn't live in the United States, so it was a really long trip. Right. So I never got to go. Uh, so I went for the first time two years ago. I took my son to uh disneyland and anaheim and it was a blast i had i had a great time what about you guys how many how many times have you been to a disney park
0: i've been to disney four times
1: disney world yeah Yeah.
2: disney world four times
1: yeah three yes is three i'm five i'm like you i didn't go as a kid we just you know i don't know if my parents didn't have the money or whatever it was we just never went so the first time i went was as an adult with my wife it's it's just an amazing place, and then you know we, I went with the kids, and it just you know you see things in a different light when you have kids and everything. and It was just it we just fell in love with it. We've never been to Disneyland, and that's that's definitely on our bucket list just to be able to go to that park that you know Walt had a personal hand in would be amazing.
2: Um, yeah, the, the Disneyland in Anaheim it, it was that was a great experience, and I I you know saw it through different eyes because my son was. Uh, uh, I think it was just barely three, mm. um, which is almost too young, you know. It,
1: it's <laughs> it's just, more for you just, than for him, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of rides that you know, uh, you know, I, I would have loved to go on some yeah. more adult rides, yeah. and uh, we couldn't really do that. Um, so yeah, it was re- it was really fun. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I would uh, highly recommend it if you ever get out there. But I'm also like, man, I don't know how families do it. A hundred bucks a day per person. It's yeah. just like it is an. Ex- expensive
1: day it's very yeah. expensive yeah it's 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 getting tougher and tougher to go to disney it's yeah. one one of my issues i have with disney is uh and and they're in a tough spot too because you know if you go and it's overcrowded um you have a terrible experience so you yeah. know one of the ways to control that is to raise the prices but it you know it doesn't seem to be working
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, I we went. I think it was well, the second week after school started, which we just thought was perfect. Yeah, and uh, the lines were still pretty long. And, and we, when I described it to people afterwards, they're like, "Oh wow, that sounded great! Oh, only a, a half hour wait for a line that just sounds like <laughs> the best day at Disney ever." I was like, "Really? Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know."
0: Uh, what is your favorite comic?
2: My favorite comic. Oh man. One of the comics that inspired me the most before I started Rust was a book called da- Daisy Cutter hmm. by uh, Kazu Kabishi, who does Amulet. So you may know the Amulet books. He does a book, or he did a book years ago called Daisy Cutter, and it also has robots in it. And I was really inspired by that. If you read it, you'd be like, aha, I ah. can see how this kind of spawned Rust a little bit. So
1: We'll have to check that out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, So Daisy Cutter's high up there. I always loved Amazing Spider-Man. But these days, (laughs) I really like books that are not, you know, that are a little bit off the beaten path. Right. um, Feel a little bit different than your regular comics. I'm trying to think of the book I read recently that was really good. Oh, I love Doug Tenable's books if you've never read them. Uh, Cardboard is fantastic. Oh, no. Ghostopolis great creator named jason brubaker who does a book called remind okay. and also a book called Sithra. and uh, both those books i love oh. really great 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 oliva's books both those and then uh i have to plug a friend of mine's book that you guys would probably love uh a friend sean rubin just had his book released which is called Boulevard, which is about a dinosaur that it's hiding in plain sight in new york city and um it's a beautiful wonderful book Oh, neat. Um, okay. Yeah. Gotta check that out. Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely. Yeah. You just expanded our to-read list. Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no problem.
1: So do you have any uh, appearances, conventions coming up?
2: Um, yeah, I'm going to be in Chicago um, in April at C2E2. And then um, uh, I'm pretty pretty sure it's finalized that I, I will be in New York this year as well.
1: Oh, great. We'll see you
2: yeah so looking forward to seeing you guys there um i've I've always loved that show, so i'm hoping i'll be back this year it's like i'm like ninety five percent sure I'll be there
1: so we met you i guess two years ago when you were in New York Comic Con.
2: yeah I did not put it together <laughs> until you even put that tweet out and uh I mean, I think you had mentioned that we'd met and maybe you even told me about the Rocketeer piece but i uh, that just didn't that i didn't put those things together in my head so uh yeah you guys got. One of the best commissions I ever did.
1: Oh, we love it. We love it. It's hanging up yep. in their room now. We yep. framed it. It's it's awesome.
2: Good, great. Yeah, that that one was my high bar. I was like, okay, I gotta <laughs> see if I can do that again. I did a Doctor Strange uh Doctor Strange commission for a collector uh in Emerald City um two weeks ago and uh man it just didn't turn out as well. Oh. I was really hoping it I'd kinda um hit a new level with some of my commissions and starting with some of those ones I did in New York and Chicago uh last Last time I was there, but um, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm still uh, kind of flexing and figuring out what works good for me.
1: Yeah. Well, it's tough too because it's not characters you normally do. Like at least Rocketeer kind of in the same lines, you know. But Doctor Strange is completely different, right?
2: Oh yeah, no, I've, <laughs> uh, I I love doing something different. Like I don't mind. It's it's always flattering, and I love drawing. Jet Jones, obviously, and no one else from my book, but whenever someone asks me to do a character that's so foreign that I have to look him up online, Doctor Strange isn't that bad, but right. um, I had to do one of the characters from a book called God Hates Astronauts, which is a very strange book, but <laughs> the main character has uh, a cow's head. Oh. Um, it's like a, a man with a cow's head, and he's glowing blue, and his cow's head is flaming blue, and it was like so much so much fun to draw, you know, right. just totally outside of anything I normally get to draw. So,
1: wow, interesting.
2: Very interesting. Yeah, cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend that book to you guys. Yeah, I'm not sure how how uh, family friendly that book is. I just read a couple pages. I was like, wow, that's weird, but uh, <laughs> it'd be fun to draw. And um, I was going to do a show in between, but I don't think I have enough vacation time at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, thing to do in Denver or uh, the Heroes Con in Charlotte was really good a few years ago. I went to that. Uh, other than that, there's shows I would love to go to. Uh, and I'll, pro- I'll probably go to San Diego for for a little bit of it, but okay. I won't. I won't have a table there.
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess it, that's the tough thing about doing this kind of at night on the side is your day job needs to uh, cooperate as well, right?
2: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and the trips are really expensive. And yeah, you know, sometimes it's hard to. To make them pay for themselves or, or make a profit doing that, so it depends on what you're doing and how hard you're working there. So um, it's always to promote and meet fans, and it's kind of how it's my it's my payback in a way. It's getting it to meet fans and shake hands and have them say thanks for writing Rust. You know, that's that's kind of better than anything. Yeah. That's, that's as good as it gets.
1: And I, I recommend if if any of you listeners are in the area of a show that Royden's going to be at get a commission because they're 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 beautiful pieces of art and then and then it helps pay for your chip to get out there right so you could do more of these things right
2: totally yeah yeah it <laughs> totally does and and commissions are great because they're uh they're that's 100% margin <laughs> whereas you know books i have to ship them there i have to yeah. buy the books i have to ship them there i have to sell them so um but yeah no commissions are always really fun i love doing lots of characters just. Don't don't look at these guys rocketeer commission cuz that was my favorite one. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure I can always pull them off at that level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and how where can people find you online?
2: Um, I'm on uh, Facebook. Um, if you look up uh Lep Rust, uh, there's a Rust Facebook page. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Royden and also Instagram. At Royden.Lep and uh, that's usually where I post all my art-related stuff.
0: Do you have any future projects planned?
2: Ah, uh, the, the magic question this year. <laughs> I think I'm going to be hearing this a lot. Um, I don't have anything planned right now. I'm taking a break because Rust was really, really hard. Yeah. It's a well-deserved break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, a lot of people are, are asking what's next. I'm I'm honestly not sure. I got a couple stories floating around in my head. And sometimes I do a little bit of work on them, and sometimes I I don't do any work on them. But right now, as I've been telling people, I'm trying to uh, go to bed before midnight and <laughs> do do normal things like you know watch Netflix and stuff yeah. like stuff like that um, instead of sitting in front of the screen. So uh, I'm going to try to continue that for a little while, and then I'll, I'll see what's next. I'm I'm not sure. I don't you know sometimes I've thought I would do children's books or Maybe pitch TV shows or something like that, but I'm probably always going to come back to comics some way or another. Yeah.
1: Well, take your time because if it's you, we want the best, right? So you you got to take your time. Don't rush anything yeah. out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear because I feel the pressure. Even if you did that.
0: have books planned for the future, you probably wouldn't tell them uh, that. Tell them to us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That, that might be true. I mean, if I was working on something right now and it didn't have a publisher or I didn't know who the publisher was going to be, I wouldn't tell you, but I honestly have nothing. <laughs> um, I mean, I, ha- I have some ideas and sketches and outlines and that's that's about it. So trying to decide what what the best follow-up for Rust is, but also what what the best follow-up for me is. Yeah. What, do, what do I want to do next if I'm not going to draw Rust? And yeah. so it has to be yeah. something that I... Love and enjoy; otherwise, I won't work on it.
1: Yeah, and it's tough as a consumer. We always want more, and sometimes you forget yeah. there's people behind this that have to create it and they have to love it. And you know, you hear that in the comics industry a lot. You know, people get upset when an issue is late because the artist took too long. It's like, well, what do you want? Do you want good art or do you want something just rushed out the door? So take yeah, your time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That that that's helpful. And it, for me, I'm I'm always worried of the. Uh, the first, first album from the band kind of scenario where everyone's like, wow, Rust was really good. I've got great reviews on it. People seem to really love it. And then I go out and I make another book and people are like, whoa, that is not nearly as good as your first album.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, when you, you find a band that you like and you're like, wow, what do their other albums sound like? Right. And you re- Realize that they really only were good once. <laughs> I'm always afraid that's going to be my scenario. I, I, I hope that's not true, but um, it's a little fear I... Have to deal with
1: no you have see i see I see four albums here right you know there's <laughs> you proved yourself is there actually yeah, okay. is, is there um any plans for like a big um, omnibus of, of putting all four volumes together
2: yeah um, there is no plan as of yet, but it's definitely something that we've talked to that, that we've talked about um, the the uh, publisher and I, so I think you know we it's most likely in the future you could see some kind of slipcase program um, where we'd be able to create some packaging for people that want to put all their books together in a nice cool slip case. I would love to do something like that. Um, especially if it was really cool and yeah. like high production, like a, a metal slipcase or something. Ooh. Um I, I have no idea. We have <laughs> talked about that yet, but that's that's what I would like. Um but beyond that, yeah, I think we'll have to see, you know, it's uh, I don't know I don't know how the decisions are totally made It's usually on the publishing side, but yeah i would, I would love to do an omnibus um, and put everything all together. that would be a lot of pages, so I'm not sure Yeah, that's if, true. if it would be if that would be a good idea you know, cause it, would, <laughs> it would be such a huge book. you definitely but,
1: couldn't uh, bring with you a commuting reading on the bus or anything like that <laughs>
2: yeah, no, yeah, but yeah it'd be nice a nice collector's item I think would yeah. be cool so yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much, Royden, for, for taking the time and talking to us. This was a, a great, great conversation.
2: Did you guys have thank fun?
0: Guys. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun.
2: It was good to hear your questions, and uh, it was nice to talk to all three of you. Well, that was Interesting.
0: interesting.
1: Alright, thanks again, Royden, for allowing us to talk to you. It was a great conversation. We really appreciated it. Um, you gave a lot of good information. I suggest yeah, if you, you didn't hear, yeah, if you didn't hear part one, go back and listen to the previous episode of part, uh, part one of our interview. He talked a lot about the series, his favorite things and his least favorite things to draw from the series. Yes. All right? Some good robot. stuff. Yep. Alright, you guys want to do some Disney trivia?
0: Trivia.
1: If you guys know, um, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy came out and said that yes. Groot actually died in the first Guardians. Yeah. and But the, the teenage Groot or the young Groot that we see in Guardians 2 is his son. It's not the same Groot, which I thought was interesting because I, I, I don't know. I guess I thought it was it was part of Groot they took and planted, yes, so I thought it was too. just Groot like again. A, but it, he's saying, no, it's his son. It's a completely new, different mm. Groot. So that's pretty cool.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah. Big Groot. I am a yep. He sacrificed himself for the rest of the team. You guys want to do a Disney trip? tip a trick? Tip,
0: tip, trick. trick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So, you know, Disney does cruises. Yes. And they're supposed to be a lot of fun. We haven't done one yet. You, we had a podcast uh, a few episodes ago talking to Kirk and his kids about the Disney cruise. Ahsoka lo- uh, and Pluto. That's right. And a lot of people have asked me, um, just in my everyday life, when's the best time to buy a for cruise. a cruise? The best time to buy your cruise is as soon as possible. So take a look, and as soon as they go on sale, buy them right then. A lot of times um, you could book, and then if that date doesn't work out, you could use your deposit and move it to another date, but book them as soon as you can. Right when they come out, it's the cheapest, and then they get a little bit um, more expensive as time goes on. They, they know that they want to fill it up right away, and they know they will fill it up, so the prices go up the closer you get to the cruise. Occasionally, uh, very rarely, you'll get a deal on a cruise when it's close to its sailing, um, but the best time to buy a cruise is right as it goes on sale. So just keep that in mind. Okay. And usually they go on sale a year, year and a half in advance. So if you're thinking about Disney cruise, that's what you got to do. Yeah. So that's your Disney cruise tip and trick. Let's go on to the Disney Media Pick of the Week.
0: Media Pick of the Week!
1: The Media Pick of the Week is brought
0: to you by MickeyChats.com, a magical place to chat all things Disney.
1: That's right, and our Media Pick of the Week is... The Rust Books, of course, we have to recommend these. Um, these are great books, like I said earlier, to read just on your own or to read with yeah, your kids. Yeah. Uh, there's really entertaining, some great artwork, so I highly recommend it. Again, there are links in the show notes and on our website if you want to purchase these, check them out. All right, we got a new iTunes review this week. Mm-hmm yeah we got a review from matt marlino he said disney family fun and true inspiration gave us five stars on itunes he said i began listening in anticipation of my next disney trip and i could say that i'll be listening for a long time to come this is such a fun podcast tony picks great topics and stitch and sparrow are the best sidekicks and comic relief out there The Disney passion is apparent and makes me look forward to whenever I have kids someday that we can share a bonding experience like this. Keep up the great work, guys. Well, thank you, Matt, very much. Thank
0: you. Yay, thank
1: you. Yeah, so it was very nice of you to write that. We really appreciate it. Uh, Apparently, iTunes reviews really help us uh, get other people to see us. So if you want to write us a review, please do so, and we'll read it on the next podcast.
0: Read it on the next podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right, thanks for listening. That was episode 23 of Disney Discussions. We really okay. appreciate it. Um, be sure to tell your friends if you know friends that are planning a trip to Disney or really love Disney, whether it be movies or Star Wars or Marvel, Marvel any or of that. Buffett. Please Buffett. tell them about, yeah, please tell them about our podcast. We really appreciate it and be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. All right, I already mentioned where you can find us, but the best place again is disneydiscussions.com. That's all we have for this week. See you real soon. And- Ladies and gentlemen, Disney has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night.
0: Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time.